Abandoned Quest and Sea Monsters Etc. present Volos Waterdeep in Kyridian, a visitor's guide to the City of Splendors. Part 2. A Long History. In brief. There shall come a time when our city and its deepwater bay shall grow in fame and fortune across many realms and many worlds. Folk shall know of Waterdeep, our city of splendors, and sing its praises. I have seen it thus, and I endeavor to make it true. People have inhabited the plateau upon which Waterdeep stands for longer than human histories record. But as is the way across the dangerous north, civilization at the foot of Mount Waterdeep has crested and ebbed in great waves. Elven scholars assure me that it was once the site of Aelin Thaldar, the capital of their ancient empire of Ilifan. So it was, already a glorious place when a dwarf prospector named Miller discovered Mithril beneath the mountain. <laughs> In agreement with the Illiferni, Miller called kith and kin to mine under the mountain and in the plateau, and thus Clan Malerkin came to rule below as the Illiferni did above. But this fruitful alliance lasted less than the lifetime of a dwarf. For the Emperor of the Elves, what they call a Coronal, commanded that all leave in the retreat, that great exodus of Elves from Faerun to their mystical Isle of Evermeet. Not all Elves agreed with this edict, and many were determined to stay. The Coronel had all of Thaldar raised by magic, and the remaining Elves splintered into separate kingdoms. The Malerkin, of course, saw this as a breaking of their bargain, and never again did they deal with the elves. Instead, they tunneled even deeper under the mountain, never to be heard from again. So it was that humans who came to the Deepwater Harbor found it empty and suitable for their own purposes. For more than a thousand years, folks lived and traded at the side of what would become Waterdeep, but their identities remain a mystery. With a curious exception. We know that at some point during this period, the wizard Halaster Blackcloak built his tower at the base of Mount Waterdeep and came to rule the lands around until he, like the Malerkin, vanished under the mountain. Various warlords later claimed the plateau's harbor as their own, but it was one known as Nymor who was best remembered. A History of Waterdeep, Age 1, The Rise of the Warlord, records how Nymor raised a wooden stockade to protect the settlements around the harbor, claiming rule over the town that by then was being called Nymor's Hold, the town of Waters Deep. War between orcs and elves in lands farther north drove hordes of trolls south to claw at the fledgling city. And amid this danger, Nymor died of old age. Many bloody struggles unfolded between local folk and trolls until the magic of a youth named Agairon turned the fortunes of war against the everlasting ones. That's far enough, Gobber. 
Agaron improved slowly in skill and power with the passage of the years, until he became a great mage. He is said to have discovered a supply of potions of longevity or learned the art of making such, for he lived on and on, still physically in his prime for decade after decade. The weave still has use for me. Feels like a curse. A History of Waterdeep, Age 2, The Lord's Rule Begins, records that in the year 1032 DR, Agiron, then in his 112th winter, argued with Rorlor, who was then Warlord of Waterdeep. You don't Rorlor wanted to use Waterdeep's acquired wealth and strength of arms to create a northern empire. Agiron defied him before all the people, and Rorlor demanded the mage be chained. But when Agiron magically turned aside all who sought to lay hands on him, an enraged Rorlor struck at the mage with his own sword. Agiron then rose into the air, just out of reach, and used his magic to transmute Rorlor's blade into a hissing serpent. When the serpent struck Rorlor, he died in full view of his shocked followers. Agiron then gathered the leaders of Waterdeep's armies and powerful families. While runners sought to bring them to the castle, flames roared and crackled in the empty warlord's throne at Agiron's bidding, so that none could sit upon it. Then, when the gathered host of worthies met in the audience chamber, the wizard seated himself on the flaming throne. Immediately, the fires died away, leaving both the throne and Agiron unharmed. I am open to objections. From this seat, the very one on which the open lord sits today, Agiron decreed how the city would be governed. While he would sit as lord openly, a council of other lords of nearly equal power would rule with him. But the identity of those other lords would be hidden even from each other, thus preventing any of them from being approached and influenced by bribe or threat. So it was Agiron who established Waterdeep's system of governance. Agiron was instrumental in establishing many of Waterdeep's other institutions, such as its black-robed magisters, its griffin cavalry, and the city's many guilds. The first open lord ruled wisely over two centuries before the magic sustaining his health failed. He now lies entombed in his tower, which you can still see standing in the courtyard of the Palace of Waterdeep. Beware that you don't approach too close, however, lest you stumble into the invisible barrier that surrounds the tower, a force cage, I am told. Within that barrier lie additional protective wards, as demonstrated by the floating bones of the last person who tried to defy them. The name of this poor soul has been lost to time, but the miscreant was likely a wizard who sought to steal the magic treasures that had been entombed with their former owner. Now they hang in the air beyond the invisible force cage in rough semblance of their natural position, occasionally displaced temporarily by strong winds or mischievous children with long sticks. Agiron's wise rule is celebrated on the first day of Elysis, which has come to be known as Agiron's Day. A controversial figure, to be sure, but considering we built right over a mini-elven genocide ourselves, I'd call that an improvement. My name is Volothamp Kadam, and I'll see you next time when we'll cover a slightly lighter topic. Waterdeep's involvement in a war of gods made flesh. Twice! Good night, everyone. This has been Volo's Waterdeep in Kyridian. <laughs>
A Visitor's Guide to the City of Splendors, performed by the author Volothamp Kadam, under the generous patronage of the Lord's Mel Shimber. Published by Time Waterdeep Limited, in association with the Fellowship of Innkeepers and the Fellowship of Carters and Coachmen. And special thanks to renowned elven scholar, Draenor Vitoris. I, Volothamp Kadam, verily attest to the veracity of the words spoken herein. From all of us at Volo's Guide, remember, set your course by the truth and you shall never be lost, no matter how far you wander. Thank you for listening.